Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And hey, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We're available wherever fine podcasts are. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your daily Going In Raw notifications. We're also available wherever fine podcasts can be found, including the podcast, the CastBox podcast app. Yes. We have a partnership with CastBox right now. It's a fantastic way to check out podcasts. Be sure to hit up Going In Raw, sub to us, and uh, leave us a little comment, and we might respond with a... Thanks, friendo. Thanks, friendo. We're also available on the Apple iOS podcast app. Leave us a rating or a review. Are we going to read a, <clears throat> Castbox com- a CastBox comment or two on the air here? I'm going to do that right now. Same. Do that right now. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers, including, oh, look at that. 72 patrons are watching this recap live stream right now um, as we record this. And uh, and you can do that, too, starting from a dollar and up. Because today is dollar and up day yeah. because it's post-pay-per-view. Yeah. So everybody kicks in one dollar more. Number one, well, one dollar you get. Uh, you get to be part of the Frendo Discord group. Mm-hmm. You get to uh, experience one uh, recap live stream every month. It's all good stuff. It is good stuff. So I'm on the, the cast box comments here. Got one from 8Ball. He says, I tapped a button. Give me the thanks I deserve. Nay, demand. Whoa. Well, guess what, 8Ball? Thanks, thanks Frendo. Frendo. I'm going to do one now, too. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, okay, great. Ad- I love this name. This name is a wrestler's name. Adonis Sanchez says, Great live stream, friendos. Ended up listening to your live stream instead of watching the pay-per-view after the WWE title match. So I'm going to write, Thanks. Thanks, friendo. friendo. Seven. 
I put a, a seven at the end. You All never right. know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's yeah, unpredictable. Yeah. But if somewhere leave, in there, it'll, it'll say, thanks, friend. If you leave as a comment, you're going to get a thanks, friend, and who knows? Maybe a random seven as well. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Man, Aaron Visser says, absolutely the best podcast. It's friendolicious. Guess what? Your friendo. Thanks, friendo. <laughs> thanks, friendo. Eight. See? There you go. You don't know what you're going to get. Might be clever, might not be. I don't know. Anyways, um, we're also at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash yeah. going in raw. I gotta, I'm got i going to put up some new designs, man. We can't just push that that store when there's a sale. People always want going in raw shirts. Mm-hmm. I got to make a little thing for the show, for the live stream, you know. Maybe we should make a Thanks make a Friendo shirt. shirt. Thanks, Friendo. I feel like we need to get it a little bit more over first. And on top of that, I'm working on my Slayest shirt. All right. I need to because oh, you, you said gonna... I can't. You said I'm not allowed to wear a Slayer. I didn't say you weren't allowed. I just wanted you to make a, a well thought out decision before you bought it. Um, no, my my well thought out decision is that looks like a cool shirt that I want on my body. I'm gonna buy it. And then Grandpa here says, No, no, because here's you can't thing. do that. No, you're not no, a real no, fan. no. I didn't. Say you, you have can't to learn do that. The entire library. No, but what, and know what, do all you, the words. what do you do if if you're approached on the street while you're wearing your Slayer shirt you think is is super cool, mm-hmm. and someone comes up to you and is like, Oh man, Slayer's great. Yeah, man. And they start talking to you about Slayer, and you're completely lost. Yeah. No, Why I would feel self conscious about it. No, not at all. What would they say? Let's let's reenact. I'm the conversation. not a, a huge Slayer like fan. I can't go on. I can't talk endlessly about Slayer, so I can't. I can't simulate this conversation for you. What would they say that would stump me, though? I'm curious. Like, would they say, I don't know, have you ever seen them live? Yeah, man, back in 86. It was my first concert. It was amazing. Great. What, what songs did they play? Oh, man, just the classic, you know. it was. I was too busy, like, headbanging at, like, the tender age of eight <laughs> to really know. Like, I was too young to know to, to know what songs they played. Really? Your parents took you to see Slayer when you were eight? Yeah, dude, my dad is hardcore as F. He was a numb, bro. Oh, man, what's his favorite Slayer song? Oh, man, you have to ask him. I can hook you up with Dodo, though. <laughs> see? Look! Oh, man, I could do this all day long. It's just lies. It is lies. Yeah, it's great. You'd be living a lie, and you're fine with that? You don't know, because then I'd be like, sign of the devil, dude, the horns. And then he'd be doing the same thing, and we'd be like, yes. But here's the thing. You wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't feel like a fraud talking to someone and and lying to them? I'm not bilking them out of money, dude. I'm engaging with them. I'm making them feel good, because then they're going to go home to their loved ones and say, man, I ran into a Slayer fan. And now he's like, now I want to be best friends with him. And he's got a wrestling podcast. Or maybe he'll see right through it and said, I ran to a, 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 a poser, a, a fake Slayer fan. Yeah. And I really just wanted to punch him the whole time. I mean, I kind of feel like that's usually how people feel about me anyways. When they meet me, they just want to punch me. But that's just what I've been saddled with. That's what the good Lord Jesus Christ gave me, man. Anyways, uh, let's talk about wrestling. Because, whoa, kind of a... I got to take a look at the show notes here. I actually kind of remember what happened. This show for the most part. I thought it was all right. Because there was some cool, there was definitely some cool stuff that happened. Yeah, there was uh, some really good matches too. Let's see here. Uh, I thought the show opened uh, relatively strong. We had uh, Kurt Angle come out, drop a promo, and said, first he put over the WWE talent saying they do this for 52 weeks a year, I think is a way to explain why Backlash was so awful. Do you really think that was sort of the under... <laughs> you might be right about yeah. that. Hey, everybody, listen, we give you a lot of gold. Every once in a while, we're going to toss out, you know, a turd. A turd's going to drop. It happens from time to time. Everybody works really hard, not just wrestlers, but creative. So, sorry, let's move on because we're done looking in the past. Let's look forward. Next is Money in the Bank. Qualifying matches tonight. First, he said, uh, for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, first qualifying uh, uh, about would see Ruby Riot versus Ember Moon versus Sasha Banks. 
And then for the men's match, Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. Yeah. Out walks Braun Strowman. He wants in the ladder match. Yeah. And Kurt Angle may have seemed like at first that maybe he doesn't give him a spot based on uh, the fact that Braun has been dominant lately. Mm-hmm. However, Kevin Owens um, walks the ring, interrupts and says, no, Kevin Owens should be given the spot because mm-hmm. he's the most talented person here. And uh, constantly there's conspiracies against me. So Yeah, he made a really abstract argument because his win-loss record is of late is not great. No. So he doesn't really have solid ground to stand on, but he did kind of faked it. He faked it till he maked it. Well, he didn't quite make it because uh, all Atlanta was a freaking match against Braun. Right? Yeah, a qualifying match. Yeah, Braun versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, and it was a fun match. No, it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm thoroughly convinced now that Vince's new favorite thing is Braun destroying Kevin on the mm-hmm. outside because mm-hmm. that that's such a Vince thing. Let's do one thing that's really funny and then do it every single week. I know. But in this case, it actually really, really I works. I feel like Kevin Owens is into it. Kevin Owens is really into it. He sells the crap out of it even more and more every single time. Yeah, no, he, did, he had to do it three times. This match and the final one, he did a full full flip, full rotation. And I like that Kevin was booked pretty strong in yeah, this match. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he, he, he had a lot of really good offense on Braun. Um, he was really doing the... What do you do when you face off against a vertical? I'm sorry. When you face off against a bigger opponent, Larson, you chop away at their vertical base. That's right. And that's what he was doing. Braun did, however, win with the power slam. Um, so too bad, Kevin Owens. Braun Strowman is moving. Hold on a second. We've got to talk about this really quick. What? So we're now officially on the road to Money in the Bank. Correct. still like six weeks away. Um, how many Money in the Bank matches are there going to be in this thing? Well, two confirm, but there have been rumors there are going to be a, th- a third one. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Is each is each brand gonna have one? Okay, okay. It's there's, they okay. said there's gonna be each each uh, the men and women money the make ladder matches are gonna have eight competitors, four from each brand. They said that last okay, night. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. So up from six, usually right. six. So they're gonna do eight. Once then, they start talking math like that, Steve O turned tunes out. Yeah. So I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, okay, I, good. I'm, I'm a stickler for details. Because so. I was like, wait a second, these guys are are qualifying, and then these guys are qualifying. So it's okay. Four it's cross brand, yes. Okay, for both of them, and then there has been rumors because I guess there was a poster from Money in the Bank that showed three briefcases, mm-hmm. and so I guess uh, there might be a third Money in the Bank. Well, you would think tag team division because Breezango and Ascension did promos. Yeah, they did promos, so that's got to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, I would think. Um, so that's cool. That's fun. I mean, it, look, man. I was kind of hoping when I heard the third Money in the Bank ladder match, it'd be for the cruiserweights. How come we haven't gotten a cruiserweight ladder match yet? I'll be honest. I kind of, I kind of would rather see the tag team division do it simply because it, that's kind of a different dynamic, isn't it? A tag team cashing in? Because when it's one person. No, I understand that. You know, and they're prone on the ground because they got beat up or something or it's post-match. But with a tag team, that you know, you might have a fresh guy who can then fend off that attack. So, there you go. So, I kind of <laughs> like that. But, yeah, the Cruiserweights definitely need to get there. Maybe they'll have their own little thing. Who knows? Next, Roman Reigns interview. Backstage, uh, uh, like, does Vince assume that no one who watches his product reads? Because Roman Reigns was going on about how, uh, you know, he's been the victim of backstage politics working against him. That WWE executives are keeping him from being the rightful universal champion because his feet landed first at Greatest Royal Rumble. Is this so? Yeah, they're going all in on that because Cole mentioned that clearly. Clearly Roman Reigns' feet hit the floor at the Rumble. So it's a situation where WWE is screwing over Roman Reigns. I told you before we started, this is like some Orwellian shit. Where it's like, 
hey, this is what's happening is that the we, you know backstage WWE is pushing the hell out of Roman Reigns, but on TV let's say the opposite, and maybe people will believe it. It's all it, it, it dude. It's all so confusing. It's it's as if they say, okay, so we're not going to turn him heel. Yeah, but let's have him say words that will get everybody to hate him even you know more. What he needs to do. Yeah. Jedi mind trick. Yeah. And when he says this stuff, just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being screwed over. I know. Backstage politics. It's biz- No, it's just, it's, it's just bizarre. Honestly, it's just weird. I, I want to just say. It's an odd, it's an odd tack to take. Like when they were doing the thing where they, where Roman was going on about how Brock's never there. He never shows up for work. Look, he knows, you know, showed raw tonight in the lead up to mania. I was like, okay, that's a seed of a good idea. That's that a they, decent that they planted. idea. And then they, they yeah. seemingly deviated from it after two weeks. And then just instead went with, oh, people backstage are working against me, which is so obviously not the case. Yeah. I mean, even my my thing is this. Okay. Even take that out of it. Okay. Take out the, what we know, take out what we know. It's still weird motivation for a fictional character to be bitching about backstage politics. Yeah, I know. That's bizarre to me. That is so weird. And it's not, it's not compelling. It's just it's like, are you are you messing with me or something? Are you just trying to screw with us right now mm-hmm. with this? Well, I think just with him s- s- saying that stuff, it's so hard to separate because it, what he's saying, saying, "Oh, uh, you know, people backstage are are, are are messing with my career," isn't that different from what Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been saying for a while since their feud with with Shane? There's some conspiracy of of uh, of the inner workings of of. of I mean, granted, it was mostly Shane in that case. Yeah. But, you know, if you extrapolate to a, a larger picture, Shane just can't do things in a bubble by himself. He needs people to help him. There's a larger conspiracy in yeah, place in their mind. So it's, it, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, in, 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 in a larger sense, what Reigns is saying isn't too different from what Owens and Zane has been saying. But it's impossible to separate what Reigns is saying from what is actually happening okay. to, to look at it objectively. But at least, <laughs> follow me here. With Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they have a focal point, and that was uh, yes, Shane McMahon. So you're switching now from sort of the Orwellian nature of things to the Kafkaesque nature of mm-hmm. things, because mm-hmm. now Roman Reigns is sort of rallying against this, you know, odd, you know, uh, other powerful being yes, that yes. seems to be screwing. And granted, it's, it, we know it's Vince. Yeah. But it is just, it's bizarre that your hero is doing, I, I don't know, I, I, I have no idea Here's my here's my thing that boggles my mind. It's a very specific thing that he's saying. Yes. That I'm getting screwed over by backstage politics. But at no point do I feel they're actually going to give us the visual the physical representation of that beyond for him to be able to like then conquer cuz he has a goal, get past backstage politics. What's going to be the physical representation of that beyond what him just beating Brock Lesnar? I don't know what I know, that is. That, means that would require Vince or Stephanie getting involved in that storyline. And I don't yeah. see Stephanie's not getting involved in that storyline. Nothing line. nothing has been set up to, to suggest And they that. already kind of did that a bit. with. Tri- oh, they did, yeah. With the did. Triple H thing. Yeah, I know. Triple H literally won the title to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, no, honestly, it's just, it's the most mind-bogglingly, it's the most mind-boggling thing they could possibly do with the guy who they have wanted to be their top guy. Now, from what we saw last night... I have strong reser. I, I honestly, the, I guess I'll believe it when I see it in terms of, and Brock apparently is now not going to be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, so Roman needs a, a feud at Money in the Bank. Are they doing great balls in July? 
I don't know what the July show is. Oh, it's Extreme Rules. Oh, it's Extreme Rules. So no great balls. Okay. I mean, are they? Is is that going to be his thing? Is he going to have a match with Brock at Extreme? Is he somehow between no. now and then going to justify it? Is the Roman experiment over? Is the question? No, I it's, won't believe it's over until I see that. It's yeah, over. me too. Until someone other than Reigns beats Brock for that title, I'm not going to believe that it's over. And even then, I'm hesitant to think that it will be over. Now's a great time to begin our new. All right, segment, you have some. Though. You have you have a, a bit here planned, so by all uh, means. It's very important. It's a very important thing we're doing here. my whiteboard Larson and this segment is the segment is where's is Roman top guy is oops is Roman <coughs> top guy you really Larson. did not make this easy for yourself you no, should have you should have written that before we started okay there we go Anyways, now you're encroaching on my space I'm so not really a Roman fan of right that here He's got his little beard. Danny. Danny. Roman Reigns. All right, come on, get on with there it. There he is. And he's got his little vest here. Right. So he's complaining. Wah. Wah. About life. Yeah. Right? We saw at the end of the show, which we'll get to later, he's no longer... Talking about Brock now. Now he has to deal with a new foe. Do you want me write that for you? Far further down on the ladder. Here you go. But the yeah. Now he's dealing with Jinder Mahal. But the problem is, anyways, that's a terrible arc. Anyways, yeah. is that Brock yeah. wasn't gonna be at Money in the Bank. Right. So Roman needs something to do there. Uh -huh. Hence Jinder Mahal. Until SummerSlam. Right. I can I appreciate that you're you're all in on this now. Which is where these two uh -huh. will probably clash again yeah. for the title. Yeah. So this is gonna be the end goal regardless. So they're looking at similar to how Reigns had a feud with Sheamus a few years back because no one's gonna cheer can you for Sheamus. Draw Sheamus real quick for the people so they see that. <laughs> <laughs> the Sheamus back in what 2015 these two feuded in the hopes that no one would cheer for Sheamus and therefore they would cheer for Reigns yeah. I think they're taking the similar route where they're going to pair up these two yeah. thinking that no one's going to cheer for Jinder but they're wrong because they're they totally wrong I know it was a baby face move that Jinder pulled I know I know but that's their thinking, I think, yeah. is that no one's going to cheer for Jinder. Therefore, they are forced to cheer for Reigns. Yes. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to replicate this with this, yeah. and it's not going to work. <laughs> I'm sorry I hijacked your bit, but... No, I needed, that. I needed that. That was fantastic. Make sure the brick wall doesn't fall down. <laughs> that's my favorite bit of all time. Thank you, Kevin Nash, for the inspiration. Oh man, that was great. Anyways, uh, next up uh, we had a Bailey iPhone promo, followed by a Breezing because they were saying, you know, what do all the other competitors think about their prospects of money in the bank? I'm sorry, I didn't realize I made Sheamus's head so round. I don't think that's offensive. No, no, it's just, it's, it's just not a good. Like your representation of Roman is pretty decent. It looks pretty of, great. 
Sheamus is pretty bad. So, and please keep in mind that I yes, I I, I was I drew Roman I think didn't I with my left hand, and yeah, even if it wasn't with my left hand, I had to do it over here. I gotta do the full beard. Uh, yeah. That's no, you're good. You're there good. You go. Full beard, Sheamus. Yeah. That's good. That's solid. I'm gonna take a picture every week. That's gonna be our our thing. Oh, Where's Roman stand now? Is Roman top guy? Got it. Yeah, there you I got go. It. I got it. All right. Um. So anyways, uh, yeah, so Bailey had an iPhone promo where she talked about wanting to be money in the bank. Breezango did their iPhone promo, which was pretty silly, where they said they want to be money in the bank. Uh, uh, Tyler Breeze thought it was a golden ticket, but in fact, it was a contract. Um, so they we got a couple of those. They did a bunch of those during the course of the yes. show. Next up, Kurt Angle was backstage. Uh, Goldust was there. He started saying, hey, I've never been in Money in the Bank. I'd like to do that. Yeah. But before Kurt could really get into things, he was interrupted by Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Mother. And uh, Jinder was upset that uh, Roman Reigns is beginning all the opportunities while he has gotten none since coming to Raw. And then Kurt pointed out that uh, Jinder hasn't even won a match since he's come over after the Superstar Shakeup. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to which uh, Jinder was upset, mm-hmm. and Kurt Angle says, you have a match tonight against Chad Gable. I suggest you prepare for that. Since the last time you had a match with them, you lost. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, next up, we had uh, No Way Jose, still in his like electric uh, pea green outfit, joined by Titus Worldwide versus uh, an odd parent, The Revival, and hey, hey, hey. Revival's not me. I'm not, re- hey. I'm, I'm Baron Corbin. Do you guys like Twitter? Do you guys get paid for Twitter opinions? Because I have Ferrari. <laughs> anyway, see, they came out and they, they were going to fight, so they did. Yeah, I wish they would. Like they were, I can't wait till they do something with the revival and they can be putting on incredible tag matches mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. And I don't think. I don't Probably going to have to just stick with watching all the episodes of NXT. Yeah, that, I know. I know. It's not to say that they can't do that potentially with Titus Worldwide, but it's it's. We saw what they were capable of in NXT. Yeah, I know. And and just the the heel tactics that they can employ to gain the upper hand through the course of matches. We've seen so little of that during their time on main, and I miss it. I feel like their best option would be. So it's we're gonna have to wait for one of two things to happen. One of maybe three things. Either Sammy and KO turn face and become a tag team because you know they would be able to put on a good match with the revival my, my point is this yeah what tag teams does raw have that can put on i think dolphin uh, mcintyre could put on a really good match with them because you know why that's a good point you know why the revival had those amazing tag because team they matches. were they were taking on also like incredible tag teams in their own right yeah specifically diy yeah oh my god their matches were fantastic. but even their matches with authors of pain were really good too and hopefully i mean granted they're both heels but hopefully we'll get some more of that um, I do think that DIY was, you know, DIY and the Revival were the driving forces behind those yes, matches. Yes, but yes. you're right. They, they had some good matches. With That's them. why I was hoping the Revival get get center out of SmackDown because then they got matches against New Day, Usos. Yeah, I know. No, I know. know. I know. I know. That would have been, that'd have been great. Um, the only other thing I can think is, I mean, if, if TM61 gets sent up to Raw mm-hmm. and if they go back to, I know they just turn heel. If they go back to being faces. We've learned that whatever happened in NXT is essentially non-canon. Oh, that's maybe a good thing they turn heel in NXT because when they come up to Maine, they'll they'll be be faces. faces. And I would love to see some TM61 versus uh, Revival matches. I forget if we saw some in NXT or not, but certainly not at a high level. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I know it's a bummer because, like, who else? Like, Titus World. Look, I like Titus Worldwide, and I think Apollo Crews is fantastic. I think he could be brought to a really great oh, match. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure about Titus O'Neil. Um, he had a great sell on that stomp that uh, Dawson gave in the corner, though. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's athletic and everything. He's mm-hmm. athletic for, like, mm-hmm. it's being his size. He's super strong. When he went over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was afraid he was going to break both of his legs. Anyways, Baron Corbin picked up the pin uh, on No Way Jose. He hit, hey, end of days. Yeah. Then so said, No Way Jose is taking his first pinfall on the main roster. You don't get, you don't get Ferrari driving. All right. I do. Um, next, <clears throat> the women's qualifying match for Money in the Bank. Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot versus Ember Moon. This was fantastic. Yes. I'm happy they gave this about... Felt like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. No, this was this was a really good, this is a really good match. Yeah, it was. Um, I do want to say this though. I don't wish ill on people at all. I kind of hope that couple that got that that the dude who popped the question, the girl during the match. I kind of hope their marriage doesn't last very long, or maybe somebody gets that cold, what cold feet at the altar. That is exactly what happened. Okay, I didn't know what happened. I heard the crowd was chanting or or cheering, and I thought chanting yes, and I thought. For a second, they were into the match, and I noticed that everybody's attention was elsewhere. Why would you propose during a match and not right after during the celebration or during a commercial or something like that? That boggled my absolute mind. That bugged the that bugged the crap. Here's because here's my thing. I saw on Twitter because um, I watched the later feed. I saw on Twitter. I was kind of keeping up to date, but I was I, I didn't want to really want to spoil a lot of mm-hmm, stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. But somebody mentioned on there that some guy just proposed during the match, and a couple people were like pissed off about it. Had no idea which match it was during. So I'm watching, and I'm like thinking, my, I'm literally thinking to myself, my God, Ember Moon is so good in the ring. Yeah. She sells probably, she's probably my favorite, per, she's probably my favorite seller in the ring. Like, Sasha's really good, but sometimes I get scared because she like oversells a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, she just hurt herself. Uh, everybody else is decent. But Ember Moon is so good at selling action in the ring. Yeah. Her promos still need a ton of work. But what she puts... The problem is what she puts into her promo is kind of like the same thing she puts in the ring. It's just all out. Yeah. And I think for a promo, she needs to dial it down. Yes, down, I agree. Agreed. Because when she was starting, here, I'll mention this real fast. When she was starting her promo last night, it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Because it seemed very natural. Yeah. And then when she was trying to project a remote. She loses herself. She loses her words. Um, and it just doesn't come off as natural. But in the ring, my God, she's good. Yeah. She is so flipping good. Yeah. And she was having a terrific triple threat match. The Riot Squad, I thought they were doing some good work, like, mm-hmm. you know, doing mm-hmm. their job. Mm-hmm. Sasha's always great. Ruby Riot was really good. And then all of a sudden, and, and all of a sudden, I see um, the crowd, like, turn, ar- turn away from the action and start cheering. And I'm like, and then I saw somebody, I, th- I think they started chanting, uh, she said yes, she said yes. Uh. And I was like, are you absolutely kidding me? Are you serious? You did that now? You did that at that point? Oh, that's terrible. I don't genuinely wish these people ill, but it's just, it's, come on. Are you serious? Even if, hey, how about this? During the third quarter of an NBA game, do people propose then? No. They do it at halftime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people go down there and they do that. They arrange it with whoever they need to arrange it with. Don't do it during a match. Yeah. Oh, it's so irritating. Anyway. Um, yeah, hell of a match, though. Yeah, it was fantastic. Really it was a great spot. And that <clears throat> freaking eclipse at the end. Oh, oh I'm man. Sorry. Yeah, go oh, ahead. No, that was a great sequence where uh, Riot Squad is all outside. And Sasha, I was not expecting this. 
she like gets to the second turnbuckle and flips over and does a senton mm-hmm. onto uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. <laughs> that was that came was, out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. I was like, oh man, that was great. I know. And then uh, Ruby Riot hits that missile drop kick on Sasha right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Ember Moon nearly drove Ruby Riot through the barricade. Was Dude, a suicide. Her, yeah, dive. I know her head hit the back it of didn't, that. It yeah. Didn't. It oh, it didn't that far away. Her okay. hair hit it. I, oh. I thought that too. And then they showed the replay. And there was maybe a couple inches. And then I did notice there was like a little sweat mark down at the bottom. I think that's where maybe her head hit because yeah. I was like, oh, maybe it didn't. But it totally looked like it, it looked did. like it did until they showed that. That was play. a fantastic sequence. It was You're fantastic. absolutely right. Um, and then, uh, so Emery was on the outside. Um, Sasha uh, comes in and she's about to. She's a, she attempts a pinfall on Ruby Riot. Riot Squad runs in to break up the pinfall. Yeah. They start beating up on Sasha. Yeah. Bailey runs oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Makes the save. Yeah. Um, and then the finish. Uh, saw Ember Moon hit an eclipse on Sasha and Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha was setting Ruby up for a bank statement. That was great. That was um, that was so awesome. Sasha rolls out of the ring. Ruby Riot eats the pin. Ember Moon wins, advances to the money in the bank. I love when they find creative ways to to hit the eclipse, mm-hmm. and it's so much more effective when it's kind of out of nowhere because yeah. I kind of didn't see that happening. Yeah, like, Ruby Riot's cell was great. Oh, I know it was. It was. People seem really. I don't know. Number one, I think. I think because Ember Moon paid her dues, I think people just seem to like her. I just get this feeling that people probably like her. She's probably mm-hmm. just a good person mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But like people seem like Mickey James when she sold the Eclipse. Oh, I know. Oh man, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, excellent match. Didn't check it out. Highly recommend it. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Uh, after that, we had an Ember Moon interview. She basically just says, "I want to be. Um, I'm going to rise to the occasion, and I'm going to rise to become the new uh, Miss Money in the Bank." Um, again, she, hopefully some reps. She'll, she'll calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find her voice. Um, this was amazing. This Bobby Lashley video package. This is, it was a video sit-down interview, right? Well, it was, it was a video package. Oh, yeah, and it was a great video package. Yeah, it was really well done. Why did he look like he was 40 when he was in the seventh grade? Yeah, I don't know. He looked like a freaking man in the seventh grade. Because they said he started wrestling in the seventh grade. As they showed a picture of him, maybe even if it was a high school picture, he still looked like a grown-ass man. My goodness gracious. Anyways, uh, total stud. Lots of great um, wrestling foot, like a- amateur wrestling footage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from um, his college days, and then also from his uh, time in the army wrestling. And I thought this was the perfect way, like especially the video package. The interview was something completely different, but the video package was a real was like the perfect way to reacquaint people with yeah. him. It really was. It was fantastic. It's what he needed. Yeah, because otherwise, a lot of people. That weren't watching back then, you know, he doesn't have that kind of legacy. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we had a Renee Young sort of sit pre-filmed down, sit down interview. Sit yeah. down interview. Number one, the production value of this was so well done. Yeah, it was much better than sometimes they do one just like hurry up backstage. I think mm-hmm. where they do a sit down. This was like it was like it's well lit, dramatically lit, and it was shot. You know, like a long, field, longer lens. Kind of so yeah, exactly. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and he would talk about in very loving, loving terms, his family. I mean, it was, it was a total babyface interview. Yeah. And it was, it was centered, uh, around his relationship with his three sisters. Yes. Um, it was a little on the, I'll, I say this, I say this with understanding that it was, it was kind of charming, but it was also a bit on the weird side. And I don't know if they were going for that. What I found kind of odd about it is it, it, it just kind of ended. Yeah. There was no circling around back to why he had returned yeah. or, or how that relationship, those relationships he spoke of influenced anything. 
thing. He are they going to introduce his sisters to like know. his story, like in terms of because his sisters he has three sisters, they sound like nightmares. He said they used to take me out to the woods, tie me up, and leave me there for hours. And he's chuckling, and I'm like, okay, so I know. You and you used to tell me about like how you and your brother used to run chase each other and like beat the crap out of each other and stuff. Well, I mean, it wasn't quite to that degree, but yeah, we used to 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 right irritate the heck out of each other. Right. Yeah, like me and my sister had a fairly not like we never really used to terrorize each other or anything like that. Like, um, she she certainly never used to take me to the woods and tie me up for hours. So that's kind of weird. And then the other one, the second one, he said she used to carry a towel. She had, she had a towel that was really dirty, and one time a bully picked on her, mm-hmm. and he shoved the towel down his throat. Mm-hmm. That was weird. This is weird and like this is super violent. And then his last one, his young or his youngest sister, uh, he played a prank on her because she used to. This stuff is like it was just weirdly written. Because I don't really, I don't, maybe it was, maybe it was like real stuff that he was saying, but he was like, she used to carry this helmet everywhere she went. His dad's military helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of weird in the first place because hel- military helmets are big and bulky. So he was going to carry that around with him. My dad used to have one. I used to have, it. I never used to carry it around because it was too damn big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then he said, I played a joke on her once and hid it somewhere in her bedroom. So she couldn't find it. And then he fast forwarded to, do you see the scar right here? 40 years later, this is why, when I realized I should never do that. I'm thinking, man, where was his parents during all this? They are violent to each other. So it was a little on the weird side, but it was kind of oddly charming. I just wonder if they're going to go like to, if that's going to be part of his character. Well, I was, I was wondering if this is going to be part one in an ongoing interview series, yeah, but they didn't announce that. Then she said, thank you for your time. So essentially he told these really bizarre stories about his family. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah. And that was kind of the oddest aspect to me is that it would never was brought around. To- it looked like they set this elaborate thing up and spent a, a couple bucks on lighting and, and, and production value just to tell weird stories about his sister and the violence that happened in his, in his loving violence, apparently, because yeah. it was all good stuff. You know, my family is everything to me. And I think that that was a very charming tact. But then he starts telling these stories and I'm like, they left him in the woods for hours. That's a little weird. Well, I almost lost an eye indirectly due to my brother. So, yeah. But, you know, on accident. He yeah. Was, he wasn't trying to take an eye. No. A little weird. Anyways, uh, I mean, it was entertaining. It wasn't boring. I'll give it that much. Yeah, he did a great job. No, he was fantastic. Bobby Lashley, he's great. But it's a little weird. Anyways, next up, Sammy Zayn was backstage. Um, talking and, to Kevin Owens and, and, and talking about this conspiracy mm-hmm. that's plotted against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says the best way to thwart this conspiracy is for now Sammy to get in the Money Bank ladder match, win that match, become the next Universal Champion. But he said he needed Kevin Owens in his corner for this match, triple threat match, no DQ. He needed help. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then Kevin Owens kind of begrudgingly said, yeah. And Sammy says, don't you mean yep? And, Ke- and Kevin Owens says, yeah, no, I mean yeah. And yeah. that was it. And they talked about, you know, the slap at Backlash and all that stuff. Yeah. 
I'm not huge on backstage segments like this. I, you know, honestly, like what I was thinking. Turning, what if they shot it in the same fashion as Bobby? Lashley no, that'd be awesome. Thing. That'd be great. Honestly, the same exact thing, but just less broad, less big. You know, and because that's literally what I was thinking during that backstage segment was because I knew, you know, you catch what they're gonna say. You kind of know where that's headed. But I was thinking, man. It's moments like these when I wish they would take a slightly more New Japan route or even like a TNA route mm-hmm. or is more of a... Oh, the fly on the wall type But I think they're, stuff, I think yeah. Kevin Dunn and probably Vince, they're so set. That's why we like NXT. That's one aspect of NXT that we both really like. They mix up the, the, the aesthetics of these backstage segments. So not only do you get like, you know, stuff that's more traditional WWE with Undisputed Era, mm-hmm. where it's one camera set up and they talk, but you get the press conference stuff, you get the the performance center kind of iPhone stuff, where mm-hmm. there's you know someone being interviewed in the foreground, but in the background something else is happening. The camera will go address. There that. always seems to be motivation for a camera to be around in NXT mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. their segments. It's either an interview that gets interrupted that introduces a new story element. Yeah, yeah. The iPhone stuff exactly. Um, and so it never feels natural for there just to be a cameraman capturing an entire conversation backstage. Yeah. And so it's it's so it's it's just it's so sore thumb. It just sticks out so bad. Uh, next up, we had an actual uh, match: Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable. Apparently, according to chat here, um, Authors of Pain had a squash match during the Bobby Lashley thing for the live crowd. Oh. Um, Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable. Um, again, when Jinder is fighting somebody who's smaller and quicker than him and is actually good at wrestling, matches are pretty decent. Matches are fun. Yeah. Matches are more fun. Yeah. So and this match was fairly fun. Jinder picked up the win um, with a coloss. Um, and then afterwards, I guess, what did, did Chad Gable push Sunil Singh or something? I was looking away at the moment of, of whatever altercation happened there that inspired Jinder to beat the heck out of Chad Gable. Yeah. I don't know either, but Jinder beat him. So Yeah, a lot. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> you know, I was kind of worried about Jinder on Raw. And Kurt Angle actually made a funny statement when during that first segment when Goldust was lingering around. He says, I don't know, man. I don't know why you, should, why you feel you should qualify. You haven't won a match, a single match since yeah, you got here yeah. on Raw. That was yeah. pretty funny. But anyways, he won this one. Um, and, uh, and he stood tall, and it was Jinder Mahal. I kind of feel like he, I feel like his ceiling is rising a little bit. Especially, I know they're, they're putting him in this thing with Roman to try to get Roman over. Mm-hmm. That's totally going to backfire. I know. Because the difference between Jinder Mahal and Sheamus is that Jinder's actually, and Sheamus kind of is too. It's just at the time he was terrible. Jinder's actually, I don't know people don't like him. I think he's funny. I think he's charismatic. He does have some I think charisma, he's got yeah. some good com- comedic timing. Yeah. Sheamus is kind of, I don't know, arrogant for no reason. Mm-hmm. But Jinder, I think, is... A, and especially because people just don't like Roman so much right now. Like, those boos were crazy last I night. Know. And if they keep going this this track with Roman, it's only going to get worse. I know. Because it's, it's, it's kind of, it feels like you're insulting the intelligence of, of, of your fan base when you go on and on into how backstage politics are keeping Roman down when you know that's not the case. Yeah. I have to mention this real quick. Jason the Cabby points this out. Baron Corbin's iPhone promo. He says it looks like he did it from the inside of a U-Haul truck. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was in some <laughs> sort totally of storage did. thing. We'll get that later, but I'm, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, First, we have Alexa Bliss iPhone promo mm-hmm. saying that she's putting the the you know the Nia Jax thing in the past. She's looking forward to uh, getting to that Money in the Bank ladder match. So I guess she's not hurt after all. Um, well, the... Apparently she suffered some sort of shoulder injury, so I guess I'm not sure how long these. Well, yeah, she's not 
she's not injured to the extent that she can't make money yes, in the bank. That's what I meant. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, then the Ascension had their own iPhone promo, Saying which they're going to turn Raw to the wasteland. Yeah. So I mean, between that and Breezango, they're having a tag team one, right? Seems like it. Next, Kurt Angle was talking to Zack Ryder backstage. Zack Ryder wants uh, in a qualifying match for Money in the Bank. Yeah, man. Um, and then uh, it seemed like Kurt was receptive to that idea, interrupted by Jinder Mahal. Jinder mm-hmm. says, look what I did out there. I deserve to be in a qualifier. Hold but instead on. of take, yeah. taking Reigns out of that match, make it a fatal four-way. I think he was – I don't know. I didn't get that he was receptive to it because he started to say – he had win-loss look on his face. Yeah, That's yeah. what I got from it. So he was like – I don't know, Zach. You haven't won anything since 2013, so. Probably but then not. there was that fist bump thing, so I thought that. Well, everybody likes Zach Ryder, though, so yeah. he can say no when they give him a fist bump. That's okay. But you got to be professional. Uh, next up, Slater and Rhino versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Guess who won? Drew and Dolph. Yeah, Dolph does look like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, he does. So that's good. I'm just still kind of bummed out. I this is look. I like this. It's fine. It's good. They made it clear last night they're going to be in the tag division. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just really want Drew. No, I agree. Big man on campus. No, I do. He's I do so too. good. He is so he's good. He's so flipping good. But, but I guess if he's going to be stuck in some mid-card feud or mid-card program, um, him teaming with uh, an excited Dolph mm-hmm. is better in a lot of other situations. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. It could be worse, I guess. And at least he's in the tag division where there's a lot less competition for a top spot. You know, they can go on with the tag tiles at some point. Yeah. And then they can have their story when they break up, and then that can launch Drew into a massive face push. Yeah. Let's hope for the best. Yep. Next up, we had an Elias promo um, where he's saying, and he was talking about how he's, you know, he, he dropped uh, the name Billy Joel. Because that's where they were. They were from where? Long Island. Long Island. That's right. Yeah. And also called him a talentless hack or something like that. Yeah, he says it figures you people would like a talentless hack, which you kind of agree with, right? Well, I'm just not a Billy Joel fan. I think he represents like the worst of '80s music. <laughs> because, dude, wasn't one of his songs literally used for a sitcom? Bosom Buddies, right? Yeah. 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 That kind of goes to show. Sorry for all you Billy Joel fans. I wonder how much of our audience are Billy Joel I don't know. fans. I'm going to ask J- Jason the Cabby, are you a Billy Joel fan? I think he's more of like a Slipknot guy, though. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, people that people can like Slipknot and Billy Joel. You think Joel. there's a big crossover audience there? I don't know if there is. I don't think it'd be huge. I don't know. Slipknot and Billy Joel? Never know. I don't know, man. I like that one song where he talks about arson. Uh, Elias versus Bob. Oh, yeah, Bobby Roode interrupted Elias. Um, he comes out, <clears throat> and uh, he actually got the win there with a the glorious DDT. Yeah, it was actually a pretty fun match. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm monitoring chat for a response. From the I know me Joel too. Question. I know me too. Um, and then afterwards he, uh, Ooh, Matthew Paul said, who isn't a Billy Joel fan? Me. Uh, afterwards, didn't he say you want to be in money in the bank? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wants to be in money in the bank. He says cashing in will be glorious. Yeah. Uptown girl. No, I mean, he's a catchy. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. It doesn't do much for me. No. Uh, <laughs> Blue Monkey G says, who doesn't like Uptown Girl? J.S. Wooten says, Me. Billy Joel rules and he loves metal as well. Wow. Uh, next up, we had uh, Seth Rollins. He came out and he uh, issued an open challenge. Dropped the promo first. Open an open, uh, issued an open challenge. In your mind, who did you think this is going to be? Oh, I kind of thought it would be a mid-card. 
Oh, you figured it'd be a mojo level guy? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying, trying to remember if I had somebody in mind that I thought it was going to be. Anyways, Mojo comes out and says, I'm taking yeah, that title, Mojo. and then I'm going to get in the money bank uh, ladder match and win that too. But see, everybody's responding to the Billy. The only person I care about, if they like Billy Joel or not, is Jason the Cabbie. It's the only person I care Oops. about. Everybody else, I don't care about your opinions about Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, um, I liked. I actually liked Mojo's work here. I yeah, thought that, that Mo- I thought I think Mojo was giving it everything Mojo had. Mm-hmm. Um, he was crisp on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans started asking for Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. and then he improvised mm-hmm. and said, "You know, I wrecked your boy Zack Ryder," and he laughed uh, laughed that off. Um, so I thought it was good. Oh, here we go. Jason the cabbie says Billy Joel's the worst, and makes me want to pull all my teeth out with pliers and no painkillers. So. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not but a fan. I, I wonder if he likes Slipknot. Now that's what I want to know. Now you want to know that. Anyways, uh, decent and a decent enough match too. They made Mojo look yeah. pretty strong. Yeah. What does Mojo need to get to the next level? Some better ring gear, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know if I was his hype gimmick. Wasn't going to get him over on a main event level. No. But it was well-defined. You knew exactly who he was. He yeah. kind of needs something like that for his heel Yeah, I agree. persona. It needs to be a little more well-defined other than just mean mojo. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, oh, he says Slipknot is mediocre. Okay. Well, now I have all the info I need. There you go. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, no, I like I liked, I liked mojo. I think he's good. I mean, he's not like a great wrestler, but he really plays to his strengths. And he does a really good job hiding his weaknesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he lost. Yeah. Seth hit him with stomp. Yeah. Retained the title. Um, next, we got a Finn Balor iPhone promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More Money in the Bank related talk. You want to know why I'm smiling? It's because I'm going to win Money in the Bank tonight and Roman Reigns is going to be in that match. Uh, Woken, Matt, and Bray Wyatt came down to take on formerly known as the Miztourage. And they did a little promo thing where they said, you know, well, they said they're no longer the Mistourage. So um, here's what they had to say about that. And then they cut to a promo thing and they were like, you know, we're no longer supporting characters. Uh, we're leading men. And then they said something like, if you want to know more, stay tuned or something. And they started going, huh? 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 They started doing that thing again. So is that, that's their shtick now? Maybe. And then it cuts back and comment, commentary made me like, coach actually made me laugh a couple of times. And I don't remember what he said exactly, but he made me laugh a couple times. And they said, uh, so wait, do they want to be called Stay Tuned? Is that their name? (laughs) And then Cole, I don't know why I laughed at this so hard, but Cole said, they could be called Daxel. (laughs) I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. (laughs) It was so stupid. Did you hear that that bit where, uh, shoot, where was it? This was during one of the matches, and someone, I think it was during, uh, well, someone kind of got speared to the outside. Maybe it was, it was Jinder and Chad Gable, where Jinder uh, knocked Gable off the apron. And Coach said something like, you know, that's, that's going to be a, a legal hit next year in the NFL. <laughs> and both Corey Graves and Michael Cole were <laughs> silent for a beat. And then Corey Graves like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's great. Coachman will not be on the show next week, they said. Booker T. Yay! Is back. Oh, you just made my day. That makes me so happy. 
That makes me so happy. Coach did say something, and I forget what it was, but it made me laugh. It made me laugh. I don't know. Well, then the coachman says something like, yeah, we got to do, shoot, what is the word he used? Like some sort of crossover. But it's like, because he, he didn't say football. He said NFL. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, oh. Vince is relaunching the XFL in a, in a couple of years, oh, Coach, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's funny. Anyway. Man. Um, Woken Matt and Bray have a new finisher. It's a double sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. It's a huge improvement over what they were using. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. I like these two. I, 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 want, I want Bray to wear some like Woken-esque outfit, though. Yeah. I feel like they, they still need to sync up a little bit. But it seems like week by week they're getting yeah a little bit a little bit. I just want him to have some like you know little I don't know buckles some latches and buckles on his yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Next Natalia iPhone promo. Yeah, I don't even think I listened to this one. I did lay in the bank stuff. Baron Corbin mid moving man from his uh, U haul truck. (laughs) I don't care what anybody thinks. (laughs) This wasn't long enough, and it wasn't it wasn't slow enough. (laughs) For my taste, he was speaking too fast. I didn't know Baron Corbin could speak this fast. He was probably a bit on the uh, NC, like it's so- probably hot in that moving van. <laughs> just want to get out. It's probably hot in there, and there's probably like neighbors milling about. So he's like, "Oh man, I got to turn this." He totally forgot he had to do an iPhone promo. Yeah, he's like mid move apparently, and he's like, "Oh no, I better get on my phone and and shoot promo." Let me do this real quick. So he was like a bit on the quiet and quick side. I don't know. I'd rather be out there driving my Ferrari, my rented Ferrari. He kind of forgot to mention one detail about his money in the bank experience last year, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Says, he says, I won last year, and I'm totally going to do it again. And I'm probably going to open my mouth in the wrong way and get punished and lose to John Cena again. But I don't want that to happen again. But that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Baron. I, how much do you get paid for your Twitter opinions? <laughs> oh, goodness. Next up, we that had our main event. To our main event. Ooh, what a fun match this was. It was fun. Especially because of the outcome. Yeah. I, I, need to, I think I might, just for this match alone, I might buy a Jinder Mahal shirt. Uh, it was Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, qualifier for Money in the Bank. Um Gender had earlier. I don't. Did we mention that gender earlier wanted to be put in this yeah, match? Mentioned you mentioned that. Okay, I, I was not paying attention. Thank um, you. So at one point they booked Roman Reigns, uh, amazingly strong surprise, surprise, and Finn and Sammy felt the need to team up to take him out, and that's what mm-hmm. they did. They all brawled back to the tech area, and at one point Sammy hit a haluva kick um, near the tech area where like the boards for the hockey rink, yeah, um, would be, and then after that Finn got up on the boards. Did a coup de grace on to, to Roman, took him uh, out of the match for a while. I like Finn's uh, acting like he's thinking about something face because he's like, like he's measuring in his head. Can I pull off a coup de grace? Yes. From this area here. He's do you can see the math equations happening yes. in front it's of like his head. It's like watching Zack Sabre Jr. try to figure out how to tie someone up at a pretzel right, so they exactly. can get their hand yeah. to the rope. He's like yes. doing the math and the algorithm and everything. Yeah. And then he gets up there and he hits a great coup de grace. Um, then Sammy and Finn back to the ring. They fight some more. Uh, Roman, of course, returns out of nowhere. Um, and then uh, at one point, Reigns readies himself for a spear on Finn, I believe. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Coming to save us all from another oh, Roman win. Quantum leaps into there. Grabs onto Roman's leg. Yep. Keeps him from going for the spear. Sammy hits a haluva kick on Reigns. 
uh, Ballard drop, drop kick, kicks. Think, yeah. uh, Zane hits the coup de gras on him. Ballard picks up the win. He's moving on to Money in the Bank. That's fantastic. That's amazing. It is amazing. So happy about that. I can see Ballard picking up Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Seems possible. Yeah, it was good stuff. So, so far confirmed for men's Money in the Bank, we have Braun and we have Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. And for women's Money in the Bank, Ember Moon. There's three more qualifiers on SmackDown tonight. Ooh. oh I think Daniel Bryan versus Rusev is one of them. Oh, that's good. Um, and then The Miz is taking on somebody. I forgot who. And there's one in the women's division. Right on. Cool. Should be a fun episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Raw was fun. It was fine. Yeah, it was a fun show. Also, I think I had like a headache. Heck of a lot time. better than Backlash was. That's not saying much. I really want to know more about Baron Corbin's Hugh Hall, though. Hey. Um, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, we'll do that now. Fat Bastard Champs Alex Foster in kayfabe. Yeah. What current wrestlers should take over the company once Vince steps down? He picks Velveteen Dream. Um, EC3. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, you need somebody who, like, NXT, NXT Bobby Roode. Yes. It couldn't be current Bobby Roode because he's just, you know, sort of a clown. Um, so those are good answers in kayfabe. Well, Daniel Bryan has experience true, as GM. True. true. So I kind of feel like he'd, he'd be good at that, too. Um, what about Paige? She comes from a, a, wrestling, a family. wrestling family. I believe her parents run their own promotion. Yeah, there you go. That's Dylan good. the Villain Scribner with Owens inking a new five-year deal. Power rank five indie guys you like to see retire with WWE and five WWE guys you like to see go to the indies. Five, oh, let's do the second one first. Five WWE guys you'd like to see go to the indies. John Cena. Oh, that's number one. I'd love to see John Cena just do one PWG show. I know. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Like Dolph. to see that. <sighs> I'll be honest, man. Dolph's one of those guys that I that's I want to see if there if there's more I want to see if there's more that he can do. Yeah. And you know, like he's been theoretically hampered by wrestling a particular style in WWE, but if once he's out of WWE, if he, there's more to Here's what I'd prefer. His wrestling style. Put, like have him go to CMLL and wear a mask. I'm just kind of done with his face. So, because like his wrestling is good and everything. What like if he What if he stopped wetting his hair before his matches and had his hair all poofy? None of it matters. He still has a doll face. All right, just kind of over it. He's just been around too long. Same with Randy. Same with Cena. They've all been around. I mean, but at least Cena is like not even around anymore. Yeah, he shows up and it's like, oh, cool, Cena's back and he's still funny and everything. But Randy, well, like, why is Randy still on like the Randy schedule? He should be dialing it back a lot. I know. Like, pay him the same amount, but just have him come out every once every three months. Michael Barry, opinions on SNL doing a skit titled "Friendos." That was great. Yeah, he says, "Shall we wage war?" No, no it was no. fantastic. No, it was. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it was Lam- amazing. Lambo. Oh, that was great. Uh, let's see here. Bronze grappling hook. How would WWE be affected if Brock refuses to drop the belt and Vince decides to do a second Montreal screw chop scenario with Roman? Wow. That would never happen. Brock is legitimately dangerous. Um, no, here. Okay, so if if we let's just stick to the question, okay, because there's a couple this premise is completely out of number one, if Brock is actually making twelve million a year, twelve million a year off the WWE, which there was was a figure that was thrown yeah. around. If that's the case, I, even if he's making half that, Brock doesn't care. 
Brock, we'll drop that belt to Steve here if it meant he got a $600,000 payday that day. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't care. Um, that being said, let's say that he had a weird ego thing all of a sudden and and you know they were going into the well, I, I don't. I don't think it would be an ego thing. I think it would be a nego- uh, negotiation ploy. Let's say I want a million dollars and you're only willing to pay me 500000 Vince would still give him the money, but okay, let's say this happened. They're in the arena, right? Brock thinks things are going to go one way. Uh, and, and things go a different way. Um, it would be as if somebody, it would be like that scene, I know you haven't seen Semi-Pro, but at one point, uh, Will Ferrell's char- character wrestles a bear. Yeah. And the bear gets away and starts going through the arena and everybody starts panicking and Will Ferrell says, get out of here, everybody run, this place is a death trap. <laughs> That's what it would be. Because Brock Lesnar's, more bear than man. Mm-hmm. That's what it would be like. Yeah, that's a good analogy. It'd be violent. Innocence would be injured, maybe killed. That's what would happen. It'd go south real fast. Yeah, it would go. It would go south real fast. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Ao Worm, give me your rough draft of the six superstars in each Money in the Bank match, and who goes over? Eight. So we need to do eight. It's going to be eight for each. All right, men's and women. Well, now we know on the Raw side, it's going to be Finn, Finn and Bronze. We need Braun. two more from Raw. I get the sneaking suspicion we're going to get a Bobby Roode in there. Yeah. And then one more from Raw. I would not be surprised if Baron Corbin makes it in. Really? That's right. his push. All right. Baron Corbin, that's his push. Or Dean Ambrose. Maybe Dean comes back from anything. think. So we need four from SmackDown. Miz has got to be in there. Yeah, he yeah he was making a big deal about it on the Backlash post show. Daniel Bryan's got to be in there. Oh yeah, so that's two for sure. Okay, um, let's see who else. Randy Orton probably, probably because he's now probably out of the US Championship thing. Yeah, so probably Randy and Joe. Then, uh, oh yeah, Joe for sure, Joe. Okay, so there you go. And then the women's so far the only confirmed is Ember Moon. Yeah. Um. Sasha won't be in it, so you got to think Bailey's got to be in it. Bailey will probably be in it, yeah. Um, Alexa gonna, Bliss probably. Will they put Ronda in it? No, no, I doubt it. Okay. Oh yeah, Alexa's gonna be in it. Maybe Natalia. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. From Raw and then from SmackDown. <sighs> Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. She'll be in it. Maybe Charlotte. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, one of the Absolution gals. So I'll say I'll say Mandy Rose. All right. And well, there's Oscar. Too. Oh, and one of the. And then there's the Iconics as there's well. There's the Iconics. So I'm going to say Peyton Royce. So yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Hollywood Hulk Logan. Logan. Now that greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash are out of the way, hopefully we can stop spinning our wheels and move forward with Raw. That said, where do you see Finn, Braun, and Kevin Owens at in the next six months? Thanks, friendos. Thanks, friendos. <clears throat> where do we see who now? Finn, Braun, and Kevin Owens. Hopefully Braun is Universal Champion. Finn as Money of the Bank briefcase holder. Okay. And Kevin Owens not feuding with Sami Zayn. Yeah, that'd be nice. Boy, he needs something different to do. How about this? In six months... Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. There you go. That's what I want to see. Um, Rory Grace says, hey, friendos, it's time for Faction Warfare. Steve Club versus Larson Goon. You need a leader, mid-card, tag team, and women's, divisions, women's division rep. 
who wins at Mania, who goes over at Mania. So you need a leader of the faction. Well, Dylan Scribner's got it right. My leader has got to be Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki is my leader. Okay. I'm going to do this. So he gave you as, as mid-card Adam Cole. Mm -mm. My leader is Adam Cole. All right. That's my leader because with Adam Cole, you get... Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, that's right. This, right? That, yeah. You get that. So you just want Undisputed Era. I want, yeah, it's just Undisputed Era. All right. That's what I have. <laughs> Give me Suzuki, Ricochet. Oh, that's good. Um, tag Team. The Usos. Oh, and I need a woman, Shayna Baszler. That's good. Yeah. Ember Moon for me. That's a good one. I think I go over because it's undisputed error. No, I got Minoru Suzuki. I go over. I, we're undisputed. Your team is all over the map. Mine is. No, it's well-rounded. Unified. Undisputed. Crazy. Your team isn't. I mean, like, you didn't. There's not much creativity behind your team. You just took an existing uh, faction and relabeled them. <laughs> Steve Club. <laughs> Uh, did you see the little iPhone video where uh, Fabian Eichner shows up? No. It's just another one where uh, this time instead of just like three of them, they're all walking like near a pond somewhere. <laughs> and and Adam Cole saying, it doesn't matter who they put in front of me. It could be Oni Lorcan again. It could be Fabian. It could be. And then Fabian just shows up. That's funny. He talks some crap and then they walk away and just start laughing at him. <laughs> and then again, they all do the thing. And Roderick Strong says, I still can't. That's I think funny. Adam Cole says I'm like next time that's funny they're the best how to lose at video games power rank Steve's top five midlife crisis bands you see that Phil Collins is going on tour yeah man I saw that Oakland Ooh. Oakland is close as he's coming to here oh man hyped about that so what other bands are you going to get into randomly at this stage in your life it's just metal, dude. That's, that's all, all right. it is. Because I'm well-rounded otherwise. Four other metal bands other than Slayer. Though. Oh, easily. Okay. Slayer, Anthrax, Pantera, and... Uh, it's three. And... Uh, what was that band that Evolved liked? Oh, oh. Um, what is it? Put a bullet in my head. Yeah, I know if you are too. truly my friend. Gosh, I can't it's think of the name. It's not the trail of... No, what was it? God, what was it? I want to look up that lyric now. No, I, start, I started to listen to Slayer at the gym last night. And then uh, after a couple of songs, I just flicked it over to like early, early Bad Religion. Mm -hmm. And this morning I was going to do the same, but then I just listened to Minor Threat. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Hold on a second. Put a bullet. Bullet club. I will find another question. All right. Um, Braun's grappling hook. Would you like to see a first ever tag team money in the bank match? Who would win? Yeah, I think it'd be great. There's like some really grim things when you look that up. So, Did you put song lyric on there as well? No. <laughs> you should probably do that. <laughs> Who would win the first tag team money in the bank ladder match? I have a feeling it's going to be Dolphin Drew. Oh, I was going to say Authors of Pain. Um, yeah, I, I that was my first, but then, yeah, I don't think so. Penultimate Tommy White. I got the lyric wrong because it's not on here. 
penultimate Tommy Wiseau. Stone Cold had Mr. McMahon and Triple H. Cena had Edge and CM Punk. Batman has the Joker. Yeah. Superman has Lex Luthor. Who exactly is Roman Reigns' foil? Vince McMahon, creative. Creative. Michael Hayes. Um, so if you were to stop now, his uh, his his most... His biggest feuds have been against Braun and Brock. So at this point, I'd probably say Braun and Brock. Well, kayfabe at least. Right, as opposed to what? Oh, yeah, in reality, yeah, no. Yeah. WWE creative, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no, kayfabe, yeah. Um, the Cat and Daryl Takahashi, breaking news, the next event in Saudi Arabia will be Greatest War Games. Is that true? No. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, oh, man. At least I don't think so. Who are the participants and what kind of war games match is it? Well, I mean, there's only war, one time a war games match. It's two rings, two yeah. cages, yeah. three teams. Yeah. So it would be three on three on three. And it would be the, the rules reestablished in NXT. Yes. Um, we could have Undisputed Era in there. Yeah. Undisputed Era, New Day. And is there another three-man faction other than Sanity? I'm forgetting. Um, do those what are those new dudes' name? Fallen Sons. Forgotten, Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons. Do they have a third guy? No. Oh, never mind then. Undisputed Era, New Day. Yeah. Could be main roster. Okay. Sanity. I just other than Sanity, they're in the last match. So I'm trying to think of another faction, three-man faction. Oh, there's a pain in Roderick Strong. They were in the last match, too. My God. Baron Corbin oh. and the Revival. The club and or Balor Club. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's the answer. That's good. That's the answer. Uh, oh, great. Great question here. Uh, from How to Lose at Video Games. Kayfabe reason Baron didn't crash the backlash segment with Jose, New Day, and all them. Oh, that's a good question. I think because he was looking backstage. No, for... Ferrari. <laughs> that's your answer. Is just Ferrari. Ferrari. I think he was looking for something musical to play. <laughs> hey, do you? Have, what are those things? The maracas? Is that the thing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, does anybody have maracas? I want some because they've got little. I like to do that. It's like a little baby rattle. I'm not Baron Corbin. Don't call me a baby. I just learned from a trivia video that Cultaholic did the other day that Undertaker suffers from a phobia of cucumbers. How do you suppose Mark Calloway would react if another wrestler teased him about that? Hey, Mark. Yeah? Want a pickle? Oh, I love pickles. You know, I'm terrified of cucumbers. Well, you know what pickles are made out of. I've never really thought about that. What are they made of? Cucumbers. <laughs> Wait, who are you right then? I don't know. Let's try and make it dramatic. Cucumbers. Powers the darkness. Powers the darkness. Send that cucumber back to hell. You said cucumbers. Uh, well, that's a good question. Jeffrey Nguyen. If Braun wins at Money in the Bank, should he call his cash in ahead of time just like RVD? If who now? Braun. If Braun. Oh, man. Hey, smartest thing anybody would do because of the payday. There's no guarantees you get in a mania card these days. Main event of WrestleMania, man. Main event of WrestleMania. Didn't wasn't that wasn't that Mr. Anderson's plan? Maybe everybody just sees how it worked out for him. Maybe. You but know, I thought that was like storyline wise, I thought that'd be great. Like if Nakamura had won last year, say main event of Mania. But maybe, maybe they, they, they they think, well, 
in theory, the winner of the Rumble gets the main event of Mania, and it doesn't ever happen. No, uh, I would, I would, I would get it. And I'd say, I want this Money in the Bank match to finish WrestleMania to mm-hmm. be the last mm-hmm. match at WrestleMania. I don't care what Roman Reigns is doing. I don't care what Undertaker or Cena are doing. I want to be in the last match for the Universal Title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Keegan Green with Ember being in the Money in the Bank match were the odds of a top of the ladder eclipse. Hundred percent. Totally gonna happen. Apparently she's done it before. I still have to watch that match. Where she did it on the indie circuit. Gloria Steve Klein. Hey friendos, is Batista a future Hall of Famer? Um if he wants to be, yeah. Yeah, if he wants to be. Uh Drake Height, this is a great question. If Vince finally realized that Roman isn't working and decided to pull the plug on the Roman experiment. What would that look like? Would he be a jobber, average mid-card guy? What would that look like? Give me a parallel. I would think Dean Ambrose would be kind of a close parallel. A guy who's always kind of at the top. I don't really... I consider Dean like a solid, perpetual, upper mid-card guy. Even if he's in the kickoff show. Yeah. He's always there. So I would consider Roman that. Maybe, or even like what Braun's doing now, that's where Roman would look. He would be involved kind of on the periphery of the upper mid-card, but... Yeah, yeah. He would always he would always kind of be threatening there to to do something in the main event scene. Uh, oh yeah, just Lucas asks. Uh, with the qualifying matches for Money in the Bank, should WWE do a G one style tournament and top six go into the ladder match? Oh, that'd be cool. I'm gonna say yes. Because tournaments are always great. Tournaments are awesome. Justin Sell wants to ask, who's the worst champion, Carmella or Jinder? So I'm actually uh, a fan of both. Yeah. However, if, the, if we have to accept the premise of the question, who's worse, I would say as champion, given that Carmella just beat Charlotte cleanly and Charlotte ended Oscar's streak, I would say Jinder is worse. Yeah, because don't think he ever won a title match clean. No, he didn't. And Carmella just pulled that <clears> off. So are we going to do play per view? Yes. Let's what do, is play per view, Larson? Oh, I'm not going to do that here. Um, it's where we quiz each other on the results of past pay per views. Considering Money in the Bank is nearly upon us, let's do a Money in the Bank show. Okay. <clears throat> I have Money in the Bank 2010. It has nine matches. What year did you say you were not going to do? Oh, 2011. Why is that? Because that's CM Punk John Cena year. Oh, yeah. And we know the result of that match. You know that one at least. All right. Hold on a second. Let's see here. Okay, so 2010 is the first year it was actually a Money in the Bank. All right. Is that that the year you're doing? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. I will do 2013, I guess. All right, how many matches do you have? Nine. I only have eight. All right, so I can get rid of the dark match. It's your dark match. All right, here we go. I'll go first. In a tag team match for the WWE Championship, the champions, the Usos, took on the challengers, 
no, I'm sorry. The Usos were uh, the challengers. The champions were the Shield. Who won? Oh, Shield. Yes, very good. Um, in the Money in the Bank ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship contract, um, participants were Matt Hardy, Big Show, Chris John, Chris John, Kofi Kingston, Cody Rhodes, Kane, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Who won? Um, I'll say Dolph won. Kane. Wow. Uh, next up, Money in the Bank ladder match for a World Heavyweight Championship contract. The participants were Wade Barrett, Jack Thwagger, Fandango, Dean Ambrose, Damian Sandow, Cody Rhodes, and Cesaro. That was your Sandow one. Very good. Um, for the WWE Divas Championship, Eve Torres challenging Alicia Fox. I'll say Eve Torres. Alicia Fox. What a bummer. Singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. The champion, Curtis Axel versus The Miz. The Miz. Wrong. Curtis Axel. Oh, that was face Miz. Uh, next, uh, a tag team match for the Unified Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus the champions, the Hart Dynasty. Um, I'll say the Hart Dynasty. Correct. Yeah, I'm on the board. Look at that. Divas Championship match. The champion, AJ Lee. The challenger, Caitlin. AJ. Very good. Uh, singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Champion Rey Mysterio versus Jack Swagger. Um, oh, uh, Rey Mysterio won. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, singles match. Ryback. Versus Chris Jericho. Jericho? No. Wow, I can't remember. I didn't remember Ryback beating Chris Jericho. They're pushing Ryback hard, man. Uh, Next, Rey Mysterio versus Kane for the World Heavyweight Championship. Kane. Yeah. Singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Alberto Del Rio, versus the challenger, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Del Rio. Very good. Uh, singles match for WWE Women's Championship Kelly Kelly versus champion Layla uh, wait what Matt what is this for the WWE Women's title uh, Kelly who is the champion Layla I'll say Layla mm-hmm. okay uh, singles match for the WWE Championship uh, Mark Henry the challenger John Cena the champion John Cena very good uh, Money in the Bank ladder match for the WWE Championship contract. Chris Jericho, Edge, The Miz, Evan Bourne, uh, John Morrison, Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase, Mark Henry. Um, read those names off again. Chris Jericho, Edge. The Miz, Evan Bourne, John Morrison, Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase, Mark Henry. Edge. Miz. Bummer. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and then Money in the Bank ladder match for WWE Championship contract. Uh, Sheamus, RVD, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Randy Orton, Christian. Sorry, read him again. Sheamus. 
RVD, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Randy Orton, Christian. Randy Orton. Very good. Uh, main event, WWE champion Sheamus versus John Cena. Uh, what year was this? 2010? Yeah. Um, probably Sheamus? Yeah. Okay, nice. I won by one. Oh, you got six? What a bummer. All right. Well done. Well done. How are we on time? Um, oh, we're way over time. Cool. We're heck of good. Okay, anyways, uh, we have one last little bit of business for uh, our CastBox uh, sponsorship. Correct. So we're going to run that. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, friendos, big news. We have partnered with this awesome app, CastBox, and our podcast is now a CastBox original. Going in raw will still be available everywhere you listen to our podcast, but we hope you check out CastBox. Link is in the description. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.